The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Hot, hot, hike! been super in-depth with training camp, obviously, as camp is in full swing. Pads went on, and there are some names that are surprisingly standing out or maybe guys we just didn't know a whole lot about who are being talked about in camp right now. And so I want to take a little bit in-depth, a, a deeper look at some of these guys. And so today I'm going to be talking about Terrell Smith, cornerback, uh, and Randy Johnson. He is the uh, of the Star Tribune. He covers the University of Minnesota football. He'll be joining us today. So, Randy, thanks so much for hopping on with me. Oh, no problem. Uh, so, obviously, we are here to talk to you about about a guy that's popped this week during camp uh, with with the second pick. In the fifth round, the Bears selected corner Terrell Smith out of Minnesota. Randy, let's start with with the beginning. A, a little bit of a bumpy path for Terrell he, he had in college. He was the starter early on into his freshman season, finishing with 43 tackles, an interception, eight pass breakups. But Benjamin St. Juice uh, transferred into the program that following season, and Smith kind of saw limited playing time after that and became the backup over that period of time. So tell me a little bit to start about how – Terrell handled that situation going from a starter as a freshman to then having to sit behind a guy like that? You know, I, I think a lot of it was, uh, you know, I'm sure there was some frustration there, but, uh, you know, it was just a matter of working back and getting, getting becoming more uh, consistent of a player. Uh, that, that's, that's one thing that we really saw out of him his senior year. Uh, so it was, just, it was just working back to that. Uh, he had an injury his, in 2021, so that set him back a bit. Uh, he missed some games there. The the 2020 season, the COVID season, he, he played in five games. Uh, it, it was, you know, that was kind of a lost season for pretty much oh, any, yeah. everybody on the team. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you know, consistency was, was a big thing that, that, uh, that uh, he developed, uh, and he had a re- really nice breakout senior season. Yeah, and obviously Benjamin Juice, St. Juice also was a very good football player, and they, you saw him get drafted also pretty high. So it's not like he was getting replaced by players that weren't <laughs> that were not so good or not being talked about. It was somebody that was, whose name was obviously put in that portal, and when it was, they, it was being talked about in Minnesota. So you mentioned he then redshirted uh, his junior his junior season. He entered that season as a starter, but he was benched halfway through the season, um, from what I read. So do, what were the circumstances behind that? Was that around the injury, or was that something different? 
Well, you know, it was, it was probably a combination of, of, of those things, injury, consistency. You know, mm-hmm. it, it's that, that that's the thing that the coach B.J. Fleck, you know, he's preaching consistency and you know just playing it at at, at the at the right level and you know just basically um, getting your assignments and everything. And it's you know it's just a situation where I, you know I don't he wasn't probably getting quite as much as out of Terrell as he wanted, but mm-hmm. he, he you know he didn't give up on him. That's for sure. I mean you, you look at that speed. Yeah. You know, you're you're going to try to do what, what, whatever whatever you can to get get that guy back in in, in the in, on on the right track. Well, definitely because, like you mentioned, the the speed and the size are two things that really pop out with him, which I'll get to in a second. And you mentioned that senior season, so he he regained that starting spot his senior year, finished with thirty eight tackles, four and a half tackles for loss, two sacks, two interceptions, and five pass breakups that season. So it seems like things really began to click, and like you said, became more consistent for him in that senior year. So what did you notice that kind of ramped things up for him? Do you think he needed to maybe go through those uh, the you know, the kind of the problems the first couple years, sit behind somebody, watch it, learn a little bit more from coaching, um, things like that? Or do you think that it was just something that just suddenly clicked his senior year? Well, I think it's a combination. You know, it, it's, yeah, I, I think when you're humbled a little bit, you uh, tend to, uh, you know, maybe study a little harder, or pay, you know, just uh, pay more attention, you know, focus on the details. And he was able to put those together. Um, you know, yeah, yeah it, it, uh, Everything went pretty well for him his senior year. He mm-hmm. he was uh, he was productive throughout the season, and that's you know four star recruit coming out of Georgia. That's what they were looking for when when they when they brought him in. Yeah, definitely. And the the Georgia players are you you hear a lot of players coming out of Florida Georgia that are uh, very well you know a lot of four stars, a lot of five stars coming out of there. So when you're getting one of those players, you also know that they are competing at a higher level a lot of times in high school. So you are expecting sometimes fast production, and maybe that doesn't transfer all the time right away to college. Uh, it seemed that he 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 was able to find it obviously by that se- senior year. But I think Randy, some of the questions maybe surrounding it was that it just a lot of people are like, well, was it just kind of a wonder one type of season, you know, one year wonder type of thing. And looking from the outside, from me, though, I'm seeing determination. I'm saying he could have quit at any of these moments when he was benched or when he was injured or when he lost his job to somebody else. And he kind of just pushed, kept going, found his way back into that starting roster the senior year and then really showed what he was able to do. So in, in your opinion, what does that show about just the type of person he is and his love for the game? And do you, is that that personality trait something that could benefit him in the NFL? Yeah, I think, you know, he's shown perseverance. You know, that that's a pretty important trait because obviously as, as a rookie, he's, you know, he's going to take his lumps. That's, mm-hmm. that's with anybody. You're, you're moving up a, a big, a uh, big level. So it's, yeah, he's gonna he's gonna have his ups and downs early. I think if he can, you know, find the consistency, uh, focus on the details, and you know, just and, and just learn from adversity. I think I think he'll he'll rebound pretty well when he runs into uh, those type of situations. Tell us a little bit about that the Minnesota defense last season and the secondary because uh, we may not be totally familiar with it. And here in Chicago, the, the secondary is good. There's a lot of guys that he'll be surrounded by that can really kind of help show him the way and guys that are on the up big time. The, the front, not so much. The defensive line has been a concern for the Bears, which kind of affects the secondary, uh, which it did last season, and we're hoping that changes this year. But what, what did Minnesota's uh, football or defense as a whole look like last season, and how much was he affected? factor in that well he's a very big factor their secondary was was, was really good uh, basically you had him uh and safety uh jordan howden 
who also was drafted this year. Mm-hmm. Um, he was he was uh, basically five year starter in the program with the extra year in COVID. Uh, then you have a Chicago area guy uh, who's back with the Gophers this year, uh, safety Tyler Newman, one of the better safeties in the Big Ten, if not the country. Um, he, he 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 could have went into the draft, but I think he wanted to get to come back and uh, you know, hone his game a bit, bit more and maybe become a higher pick than he was uh, slotted at if he went, up, went this year. Um, they have a pretty good cornerback back there, too, and Justin Wally, who was a sophomore last year. So um, uh, tea time, well, he was surrounded by uh, uh, some pretty good players back there. Uh, that, that was that was the uh, probably the strength of the defense. Uh, you know, they, they didn't generate a great pass rush last year, but they were able to shut, shut most teams out passing-wise. So, uh, they, they, they'll, they'll miss they'll miss the guys that, that that have graduated. That's for sure. Yeah, definitely. And it, it sounds very familiar to the Bears' defense last season, which is what we are hoping changes big time. And so the, the Bears' general manager Ryan Poles, he did what he was able to do in the secondary with the draft last season, and what we're hoping comes out of this draft this season. Uh, most Bear fans are super confident in his ability to select talent at that site, at the corner position specifically, but secondary um, throughout the draft. They took another corner earlier from Miami, Tyreek. Stevenson, uh, but the that corner position was a need for the Bears this season. I, our secondary is pretty good, but the depth of it, or he likes sub-package that third corner in there, and it was just lacking. We didn't really have that third guy that could play the nickel corner spot. Uh, so that is what I'm guessing they're going to do, slide Kyler Gordon into the nickel, have an outside guy, which I, I expect is what Tyrell is uh, – Terrell, he's competing for, I think. So is that somewhere mm-hmm. where you think he fits best on that outside? Yeah, I think he, I think he would do well there. You know, I, I you know I'm not what you call the best X's and O's guys mm-hmm. uh, when when uh, breaking down a defense. But uh, uh, yeah, you know I think he could excel there. He showed he showed you know he showed some promise. What a bit of promise last year. Yeah, I like that. So a, a couple more for you, Randy, before I let you go. Uh, some of the negatives surrounding his scouting report that I read was just kind of the physicality side of things, which you ideally want from a starting corner in the NFL. Uh, but they were just saying that it wasn't quite there in the game. Obviously, they talk about his his size, his arm length, his speed, all of these positive, but that's one thing that kind of popped out as a negative. Was that something you noticed? Uh, you know, at times, I guess, but, it, you know, I, I didn't consider it necessarily a uh, a glaring weakness. Okay. Um, you know, it was just, you know, probably falls into that consistency category. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. Uh, final one before we let you go, and again, thanks for hopping on with me because obviously when he was he when he got drafted, like I said, with that second pick in the fifth round, what was the reaction of him getting drafted in the fifth round? Was it where you expected him to go, and the fellow people that had followed him in Minnesota was that around the expectations for his draft spot? Yeah, I think so. I think you know it, it was it was that third day. Uh, Third day situation, you know, you know, fourth, fifth, sixth, right in there. You know, it just kind of depends on how the draft fell. It 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 wasn't. Uh, it, it didn't seem overly low or mm-hmm. overly high. It kind of kind of fit where you know, where the talent uh, probably you know checked in. I guess. Yeah, and it'll be interesting to see how the rest of this the, the camp kind of trickles out Randy because it is like I said they drafted a guy a little earlier in Tyreek Stevenson from Miami that also kind of plays very similar to him um, and the same position so it's them two kind of battling it out so it's interesting to me that we are hearing a a ton about this fifth round pick over a second round pick this first week of camp but I think this is the, the time of year where when you hear any name you're not sure of, it pops a little bit more because you're expecting to hear the the common names of who you're sure. the expectations of who you want on the football 
field. So uh, final one before I let you go, uh, if you could list just some of his some of the biggest strengths, obviously you, you talked about the speed. Is there anything that really pops out with Smith that you think can transfer well to NFL play? You know, I think speed and leverage were two of the two of the better things I saw out of him. Okay. Uh, you know, it, it just seemed like you know he, he he stuck with guys pretty good. And, you know, he he you know it, it didn't seem like he was getting beat that often. Um, you know, he, he you know that speed helps take care of that. And uh, mm-hmm. I, I think you know obviously he you know the mental approach improved too. I think you know he became a smarter player as yeah. you know as the more you play, the better you should get. And mm-hmm. I think that's. That's what happened with him. Yeah, and, and in the NFL, that's always a, a little bit of a concern just because I, I do believe the defensive back positions are a little – one of the more harder the, – the harder positions to transfer into the NFL and really pick up just because you're going against the best of the best wide receivers yep. constantly, the fastest, biggest, strongest. And so it'll be interesting to see that uh, that – just the kind of connection that he makes from what he was able to do at Minnesota that final year to what he can bring to the Bears. But, Randy, thanks so much for hopping on with me. I really appreciate it. Okay, no problem. Right. Thanks, thanks a lot for yep. having me. Yeah, yep. no problem. Have a good season. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks to Randy for hopping on with me. Obviously, it's something to keep our eyes on uh, during camp because we did draft Tyreek Stevenson earlier in the draft, but you want the best players out there. And today, the unofficial depth chart – was released I guess the unofficial official death chart was released and it has him on there as the backup to Kyler Gordon uh so technically it looks like Jalen Johnson Kyler Tyreek and Terrell are are those top four so Tyreek and Terrell are really going to be battling for that three because from what we are assuming Kyler Gordon's going to be moving into the nickel corner on the inside and so they are going to be battling for the rest of camp and into preseason with who has that outside corner and honestly, everybody I've talked to so far says that Smith is standing out a little more than Tyreek Stevenson, or honestly, some days a decent amount. And that has continued through this week. Uh, so it, it'll be really, really interesting to see how those kind of play out. But at the end of the day, we're looking at, in, in addition to this, guys that were starting last year, that uh, corners that were starting last year for whether it be when we needed a third corner in or when we were having injury issues. One of those guys that a lot of people saw a lot of frustrations in, Kendall Vildor, who is now like cornerback 10 on this unofficial depth chart. That's how far additions have moved him back as all of that Ryan Poles has able been able to do this offseason. That's how far these new guys have pushed Kendall that far back into the depth chart, which is really wild as, like I just said, we are looking at this guy as a, one of our starting corners last season, and now he is almost on the verge of being cut. Uh, so, again, it'll be really interesting what we see happen within these next few weeks of camp and, and preseason games. Obviously, we have a game this weekend that we will be able to see a little bit of these depth pieces, and uh, the, the preseason's hard. It's really hard to see what you're truly going against. It's very minimal snaps for a lot of the starters, and it's a lot of question marks surrounding that area of it, but it is when you do see your depth pieces, it is when you are able to see some of this young talent and what you are expecting from them. So uh, that is on Terrell Smith. I know I had talked about Tyler Scott last week. We'll probably have a couple more coming uh, within this next couple weeks of guys that may make the roster or may not make the roster, who may be some surprises. So stay tuned throughout this uh, next little bit, and I will chat with you guys soon. I'm Taylor Dahl, and this is Making Monsters. (laughs) 